0: Do you guys have any just quick off the cuff questions that, uh, that kind of popped in your brains as James Michael uh, went through some of his responses to the ones that you guys submitted? I just like clarifying something. Um, did you, when you were talking about like the creation and everything, and you said not to take it literally like a biology book? Yeah. So, like, what do we take literally in the Bible, and what do we take figuratively? You, the. Do you know what genre is? Yeah, so some of you may not. Genre is a type of writing, right? So you have different genres. You have poetry. You have, you know, law codes. You have text messages. You have recipes. You have, these are all genres. These are types of writing. Fiction, uh, teen fiction, young adult fiction, whatever Twilight is. Like, you've got all of those. You've got these genre of writings. Here's the thing. When you go into a library... You don't, go, you don't walk into a library and go, I'm going to read this library literally. Like You don't do that because you get real confused. What you do is when you're in the fiction section, you read it as fiction. When you're in the biography historical section, you read it as historical biography. When you're in the poetry section, you read it as, as artistic primarily. Um, it's the same way with scripture. This, this is not a book, guys, the Bible. It's not a book. It's a library. Is 66 books in our version. In the Hebrew, it's numbered a little differently, but it's 66. It's an ancient library, and it spans 2,500 years at the very least. So you've got a library spanning civilization. So when you go to it, instead of saying, well, I'm going to read the Bible literally and start reading, you go to it and you say, okay, I'm going to read the Bible for how it was intended to be written. And a good study Bible and a good teacher and person who's studied and and, and has, you know, knows the original languages, or at least has access to them, and others can help you in saying, okay, this part of the Bible bears striking resemblance to other poetry from that time. And we can see it. So we know that this is how they would read stuff at that time. So what then would it look like to read Scripture that way now? This part, on the other hand, seems to be giving us facts and historical accounts. So we should read it in that way. When, Jesus, when John says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, and he points to Jesus, we don't criticize John, saying, John, you don't know basic zoology. That's a carpenter from Nazareth, not a lamb. <laughs> we don't do that, because we know intuitively that John was speaking metaphorically. He was speaking literal truth. Jesus was the Lamb of God, but with the understanding that the Lamb of God is an image, metaphor, symbol for the one who would come and give his life as a ransom for everyone in fulfillment of what God had said hundreds of years ago. So we do it in our language all the time, the literal and the not literal. You are telling a story, and you may say, oh, and then I was, we went out to eat, and I was just dying before we got there because I was so hungry, I was starving. And I know that you're telling me a literal event, but I also know you were not literally starving and you were not literally dying. So even in our own same type of writing we can make that distinction the question is when we wonder when we get to a passage where we go is this literal is this figurative and the thing that i think is most helpful to do is go let me read it both ways what would this be saying if this were speaking as a metaphor what would this be saying if this was speaking literal truth now once you've got that then you go now what else in the bible talks about this topic does anything else talk about it does anything else address it you compare it with other parts of Scripture. You listen to the voice. And then after that, you listen to the voice of Christians throughout history. How have people in the churches read Scripture? From the very beginning, from the days of St. Augustine in 400 A.D., people saw this. And Augustine himself, he said, wait a minute, time out. You've got day one, two, three, evening, morning, even morning, evening, morning. But then day four is when the sun appears. How can you have a day... Without the sun. Because a day is just the earth spinning in relationship to the sun. I mean, even the ancient people knew that. Of course, they thought the sun was the thing spinning and the earth was staying still, but the point was still the same. They knew day means the time when the sun's out, and night means the time when the moon's out. So how, and so early interpreters, Augustine and the rabbis and others, they said, so clearly there's something going on here that's not literal in a scientific or a mechanic way. There's some language, there's some poetic, figurative language going on here. And that's where you go from there. And, and so, so you, you don't make up your mind beforehand. I'm going to read it literally, I'm going to read it figuratively. You just say, okay, let me see what it says first. And then let me see how does it say it. There's a popular thing among Christians, some Christians, especially in Methodists, you have to kind of watch out for us Methodists because um, we don't really have our act together <laughs> as a, on the national level. And there will be some Methodists who will tell you, Oh, Jesus, we well, didn't really rise from the grave. I mean, that's silly. Nobody gets up from the grave. But he metaphorically rose from the grave. In other words, on, Good Friday, or on Easter Sunday, the disciples were overcome with a sense of the love for mankind and the fatherhood of God, and they had this feeling of joy that welled up inside them. That is what resurrection means. So Easter happens every day in our hearts. That sounds awesome until you read Everything else in the Bible. Because the authors of the Bible go out of their way. Every time the resurrection is talked about, they go out of their way to say, no, 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 no. He got up. His body was gone. He cooked fish with us by the Sea of Galilee. He ate with us. We touched him. We've, we've been with him. This, this was not this metaphorical thing in my heart. So when, when well-meaning... Theologians and scholars and even pastors will tell you, eh, it's Easter. It's all metaphor. It's all no, no, it's not. The text itself says it's not. But that doesn't mean then that you do the reverse and read everything as 100% literal. So you want to avoid those two extremes: literalism and spiritualism. You know, no, everything's literal. Nothing's uh, literal. It's all figurative. Like you just avoid those extremes. And just allow that in a library, you can have different types of writings." And you can have things that, you know, did this event happen, or is the text presenting it as a lesson, a fable, a story, a folktale, something like that. That's where you have to get into specifics. And that's what he and he are paid for. So you take your questions to them. And then he emails me.